It's so fun to be here. So exciting. Love it. Thank you, Debbie, for that introduction. And it is a blessing to be with you gals this evening. Um, I definitely know a lot of the faces out in the crowd, but we have a lot of new faces or, or just women that, you know, you've been around the last few years. And um, I think for us that have been around a long time, some of us have been around 25, 30, I think I was talking to Jenny May. How many years, Jenny May? 30, yeah. <laughs> so some of us have been here a long time, but there's so many new women and we love that. We love the health of that. And so, um, yeah, so I do appreciate um, Debbie letting you know who I am. It's kind of funny and maybe maybe it's mean of me, I don't know. But if I meet you in the halls, um, typically I'm not going to tell you who I am. <laughs> I think as I know, then you're going to be on your best behavior, Right. Or I have to be on my best behavior, you know, but it's just fun to, to get to know you without, without having that, that title. So um, anyways, I'm trying to get how I want to read my stuff here. Um, anyways, yes, uh, Rob and I are so excited for our grandbaby, our little grandbaby boy who's coming, and um, just what's ahead for us in our lives and in this season. Uh, love women's ministry. Uh, love being a part of this, but it takes a team. You know that. And so I just want to take a moment to acknowledge, just so you know, who actually oversees the, the Monday night side of things is Debbie, who was up here, Debbie Carcciolo, but also Tracy Andrews. Where are you, Tracy? Stand up. Where are you? Okay. And then, and then of course, Kathy Boyer is our, our group leaders. And, um, and then I'm blessed to have Yvonne here tonight. For those of you who don't know her, Yvonne, stand up. She's in the back, and she's the administrator. So all those emails that go out and all that stuff that she had, that's, that's the face beyond, behind all of that. So we appreciate Yvonne um, and appreciate our teaching team. And um, so, but it's, it's more than just us, you know, a handful of us. It takes so many of you. There's so many of you that serve not only in women's Bible study, but events, and you're behind the scenes. You, there's just so much serving going on, and it's so healthy. And so we want to take a moment and just to say thank you to all of you who do serve. And it's a beautiful thing. And the Lord gets the glory and the honor due his name. Because his promise is true that if we abide in him and he in us, that what, what's going to happen? We're going to bear much fruit. Amen. So we want that. We want it in ministry. We want it in our personal lives. We want it in our homes. So that is, that is our desire. And I, we're excited to study um, the different women of the word this year and really look at their stories and, and see how it's really woven into God's story in the word. And um, it's interesting because I was going to like do a little trivia and see if any of you knew how many um, women in the Bible are actually named. Um, but when I went to Google that and looked that up, I don't know if any of you did, but it's, it's, you hear dif- different numbers. So um, anyways, anywhere I've heard 176, I read 187, but there's a lot of women that are named in the Bible. And then there's hundreds that are mentioned, but they, they are not, not named, okay? They're mentioned, but not by name, but just, they're just as important and significant in the eyes of God. And we know that he, he saw each one of those women and he knew them and he knew their story and he knew them by name, just as we can be assured that he knows each one of us. He knows our frame. 
He knows us intimately, everything about us. He knows our story. And if we've accepted him as our Lord and our Savior, and he's in our lives and our hearts, I mean, it's just amazing to think that we are a part of the family of God. And so we are all a part of God's story. Our lives, our stories are still being written today. Um, One neat thing that we really wanted to do this year um, is uh, make opportunity to allow for some of you to be able to share, you know, a part of your God story. So we're going to interweave that and intertwine it into the year, and I'm looking forward to that. There's power in testimony and hearing from one another and being able to be vulnerable and real and realize, you know what, I'm not alone. (laughs) There's other women that, that, you know, have gone through things in their lives. And um, so in our Bible study, we're going to look at some of the women's stories. We're going to, obviously, we want to look at what are the lessons we can learn from their lives? um, What are the warnings to be heeded? And what are the examples to follow? And throughout this study, we're going to see this vast amount of different topics that are going to surface. And I'm excited about that because they're important to us. There are are things that we can identify with in our own lives and our families. And um, and then not only are we going to see those topics, but then you get to search throughout the scripture for what does the Lord have to say about those topics. And then especially, especially in light of the new covenant and in light of Jesus and in light of the gospel. And so you're, you know, as you're studying, you're going to be looking up scriptures. You're going to look for the whole counsel of God in dealing with some of these different topics. Um, but I thought I would just um, list a few topics and I'm actually doing them kind of like in alphabetical order, but just as I read off some of these, just think of how many of these actually prick your heart or you can identify with in in some way, either personally or in your marriage or in your family. Um, Things like anger and ambition, adultery and abuse, bad decisions, busyness, burdens, betrayal, character, choices, conflict, Does anybody have that in their life? (laughs) Courage, death and deception, depression and disappointments. We're going to talk about faith and faithfulness and forgiveness and fear. We're going to talk about grace and gratitude and grief and greed. There's hatred and happiness and hope and healing, identity, integrity, influence, infertility, jealousy, joy, Judgment, justice, kindness, loyalty, loneliness, loss, and love. Are any of these striking you so far? Okay, here's a few more. Marriage, motherhood, miracles, and mercy. There's obedience, patience, perseverance, prayer, pride, (laughs) purpose, peace, and praise, questioning, and quietness. Regrets? Anybody have regrets? (laughs) Reconciliation, respect, and rebellion, repentance. We're going to deal with topics of sacrifice and submission and sin and shame, temptation, trust and transformation, unbelief, values, victory, worry, wisdom, waiting, and worship. And that's just the name of the few of the things that are going to come up and stir our hearts. So we have a lot that we're going to be able to talk about and identify 
from being in the word. And as I was thinking about the title of this study, it's called Face to Face with Women of the Bible. So in other words, it's supposed to be up close and personal, not only in your personal time each day in the word um, studying, but also I love that we come together and, and that every week you, you will break up into your small group and, and you're actually going to be in a circle. And so with that, you see each other face to face, don't you? And so there's, there's um, up closeness happening. It's an opportunity to share with one another what you've learned and become friends, not just Facebook friends or Instagram followers, but like hold hands and pray for one another or cry with one another or rejoice with one another. It's that, that personal love and contact with one another. <coughs> okay. <coughs> I just lost my... <laughs> got all choked up. Anyways, like really, I'm really dry. Who's got water? Janine, do you have any water? <laughs> Come on. Somebody loves me enough to give me a drink of water, right? You don't care if I my germs. Okay, that's called loving one another. But it's not just face-to-face with women of the Bible and with one another. But ladies, it's face-to-face with ourselves, right? That's an important key because what we will find as we study the women in the Word is that they actually are a reflection of us in our humanity, in our frailness, in our womanhood. Um, we will identify. We're going to realize how much uh, we are like them in the good and the bad and the ugly. And it really doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how many centuries pass or how different our culture or our world might be today. We all battle with our human nature. We all battle sin. We all deal with tragedy and trials in our life. No one is immune. And um, that's really important for us to, to, to be aware of. So we're going to also look face-to-face at ourselves. Um, just in a nutshell, my, my story um, briefly is I, I gave my life to the Lord, my heart to the Lord at the age of 10 years old. But it wasn't because I grew up in a Christian family where everything was great and perfect, not at all. I mean, by the age of 10, I had experienced divorce and loss and abuse and, and fear and death, but but the moment I gave my heart to Jesus, even at that young age, my life was changed forever. It's not perfect. And I've had many, many more sorrows and grief and hardships throughout the years. But it is because of my faith in Jesus that I have that hope and I have that perseverance and joy. And it's the same thing for you when when we gave our lives to the Lord. I mean, life in Christ is abundant. It is beautiful. It is um, filled with hope. And I tell you that just because I do think either you think, oh, the pastor's wife just has a perfect life. Or, you know, when you go into your group... you think, you know, these women, they can't identify with me. No, I'm here to tell you, we can all identify with one another. And so let down the walls, like be real with one another, be vulnerable. Um, It's worth it for us to do that with one another because we are all continuing to grow. Amen. We are works in progress. And you know what? Under all the layers of the circumstances and the attitudes and the actions is really the condition of our heart. And Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen says, as in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. 
going to say that again. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. And the only remedy is Jesus. And that is why we are here. It's him cleansing us, living in us, empowering us, and transforming our lives. So listen, ladies. Women's Bible study. It has to be far beyond just taking in the knowledge, having the right answers, coming to group, you know, checking off the list. I did my homework. Okay, that's important, but it has to be far, far more than that. It's not only growing in knowledge, but it's growing in wisdom, and wisdom is knowledge applied. And so if you've been around for any amount of time, you know um, the basic things we look for as we study the Bible. We're looking for what does the word say, what does the word mean, and what does the word mean to me? But we have to take it one step further, and then we have to say, well, what am I going to do about it, (laughs) right? What am I going to do about it? How am I going to apply? So with that, quickly, turn to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 22. You're all familiar with this portion of text, probably, but James 1, 22 through 25. It says, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, she's like a woman observing her natural face in a mirror. For she observes herself, and then she goes away and immediately forgets what kind of woman she was. I love the humor in the word of God. Don't you find that humorous? Because it's so true. Sunday, okay, example, Sunday. So I get up, I was excited because I had a new outfit to wear. (laughs) And so I'm getting ready in the mirror, and I did my hair, and I knew I needed to do my my makeup, and I stepped away from the mirror and got distracted, went to church, and it wasn't until I got home and looked back in the mirror, and I realized I had no makeup on, right? So, you know, just quickly walking away from a mirror, and you forget, you forget who you are and what you look like. Um, Happens to all of us. But look at verse 25. But she who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but she's a doer of the work. And this one will be blessed in what she does. So what does it mean for us to look into the perfect law of liberty? Well, I want to explain it to you. And I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. But I I, I prefer you not to try and follow along because I'm going to read it from, um, oh, what is it? The New Living Translation because it explains it so well. And you can go back on your own and read it and look at it um, in your own word. But I just want you to listen to this. This is so powerful in what it means to look into the perfect law of liberty. So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 7. It's talking about the glory of the new covenant girls. And it says, The old way with laws etched in stone led to death. And though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. And shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way which brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Now listen up. 
since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Okay? The veil is only taken away when we believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and we reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So, so powerful and exciting. Ladies, we are now free to behold the face of Jesus. There's nothing hindering that. We have complete liberty and freedom and access in Christ to come boldly to his presence, to look freely at his word and to be changed by it. And so that's our heart. We want to behold Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4.6 says, 4.6 says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So, ladies, if we want to be blessed beyond measure, we want to be looking into the face of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but James said that, that, that the wise woman, she's going to continue in it. She's going to continue in God's word, and she's going to be a doer of the work because it takes work, doesn't it? It's not just osmosis just going to happen, you know. Um, We have to take part. It takes work. It takes surrender to God. It takes yielding to the Holy Spirit and to his will in our lives and, and really being willing to look at the truth about ourselves. But listen, can I just say, please, please be careful, okay? Because if we focus too much um, when we're looking at ourselves, okay, and I try and identify these women, if we um, focus too much attention on ourselves and our flaws, it's kind of like when we um, use a magnifying mirror. Do you all have that in your bathroom? Okay. And we see things really different in that magnifying mirror that our natural eye does not see. Okay, so you probably identify, but I can go in there and I look at my eyebrows and I'm like, ah, hairy mess, right? And so I start plucking and pretty soon, you know, I'm just digging in there and plucking away. And then I walk away from that mirrored, magnified mirror and I look in the regular mirror and it's like, ah, what did I do? (laughs) I'm slowly getting less and less more eyebrows, right? So we have to be careful because if we spend 
too much time just self-focused and zeroing in on our flaws and our weakness and our sin and our issues and we're picking it apart and we're trying to fix it and trying all the self-helps and, and just how to, how to make it right, we're going we're gonna to make a mess of our lives. <laughs> and we don't want to do that. So we want to acknowledge the sin in our lives, but then we want to turn our eyes to Jesus, okay? He is who we want to be looking at. He's the only one that should, we should be looking at in that magnifying mirror because he is flawless and he's perfect. Perfect. So we need to do that and focus on him and, and then allow him, ladies, to change us from the inside out, right? Because again, it's a matter of the heart. Are you with me? Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we, because we believe in you, have complete access into your presence. Blows my mind. Not based on us. It's based upon the blood of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we're so thankful that we can behold you. And it's your glory. It's your work, Lord. You're the one that then transforms us into the image of Jesus. And so, Lord, as we study the women of the word, Lord, we want to look at them. We want to hear their stories. We want to glean. We want to learn. We want to be face-to-face with one another, being real and um, personal and speaking into one another's lives and loving one another. Lord, we want to face ourselves. We want to be real and acknowledge the things that you're going to show us. Help us, Lord, to hear and to listen, and to be soft and pliable. But ultimately, Lord, we want to look into the face of Jesus. And so, Lord, help us to do that. May you be magnified through this Bible study. May you be magnified in our lives and in our hearts. Lord, would you be the one to do that work of transformation from the inside out, Lord, that our lives would reflect our, or our heart will reflect, reflect our lives and it would bring glory and honor to your name. Lord, you'd say, seek my face. And so, Lord, we say to you, Lord, your face we will seek. Your face we will seek. Have your will be done, Lord. I pray over all these women a blessing. I pray that right now you'd fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray if there's anyone in this room that actually does not know you, they've never given their life to you. They've never surrendered to you as Lord and Savior. Maybe they were brought by a friend. Um, Lord, that you would speak and just prick their hearts right now. And Lord, that they would just say, I want to know you. I invite you into my heart. I want you to abide in me and I in you. And so, Lord, um, by your spirit, do that work this evening. Um, So, Lord, we just commit the rest of the evening to you. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.